Today's passage is from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Good morning, everyone. Pastor Sharon here with you. Before I go to the sermon this morning, I invite you to pray with me. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word and the gift of your people. Through these centuries, how you have encouraged and told us who we are, how you've reminded us what we're called to do to bless others. And so as we look at your word this morning, may your Holy Spirit do what none of us can do. You make it real to our hearts, to the minds and hearts of all who hear this. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So today, we're having a sermon about praying with confidence. Now, I don't know about you, but you might remember some conversations you've had in the past that really weren't full of confidence. Maybe think about your first date. You met your roommate for the first time in college. Maybe even your last job interview. And when I think back on those kinds of conversations... I recall my nerves, my sense of uncertainty about what I was going to say. I might have, and you might have, even rehearsed some of your talking points. You might have written something down. I remember a friend in college who, when she went on a date, she actually put some talking points on a three-by-five card so that she wouldn't get stuck without something to say. You know, there are many situations and relationships where we lack the confidence to speak freely we aren't sure what the other person is going to think of us and we aren't sure the best way to keep the conversation going i think we all want to come across as poised and self-assured and we're not sure how we're going to be received well i wonder if our relationship with god our prayer life is similar in some ways You know, if you think about it, prayer at its most basic level is just being with God. That's what prayer is. And as in other relationships, it develops, it shifts, it grows. There are times where we feel deeply connected to God in prayer and and the words come easily. And then there are other times where we're not sure what to say. We're not sure if God is even there listening We don't know what to do. But we can, we can grow in confidence in prayer. As we grow to love and know God more, we can grow in confidence as we speak to him too. And so today, as we look at this topic, I want us to remember that we're coming at this as Easter people. We're people who last week declared together that Jesus Christ is alive, that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and alive forever. And that gives us the confidence to come to God in prayer and know that he is with us. You know, in the book of Acts, that first new community of Jesus followers were together a lot in the days between Jesus' ascension 
and the day of Pentecost. And during that time, prayer was one of their main works. Acts one fourteen says it this way. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. These disciples knew that prayer was the main thing they were supposed to do in the in-between time. And we too are, in a sense, in-between time, from Jesus' ascension to Jesus' eventual return. And so because we believe Jesus is active, he's alive today, we want to grow in our prayer life. We want to grow in being more confident in speaking with him. The text that Johnny read for us this morning is from the book of Hebrews. And if you have your Bible, I invite you to turn to that again, whether it's a um, this kind of Bible or your digital Bible. Take a look again at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews is toward the end of the New Testament. It's just eight short books back from the final book, Revelation. And as the title of this book suggests... Hebrews was written to Jewish believers. These believers had been seeped in Old Testament truths and practices. But they had come to a place where they're starting to shift their allegiance away from Jesus, who was the fulfillment of the Old Testament, back to their old forms, back to their old ways of doing things. And in this part of the book, the author is reminding his readers That Jesus Christ is superior to anything, any form, any religion from the past. He's greater than the priesthood. He's greater than the high priest. And so he compares Jesus as superior to the high priest. Just an overview of where we're going to go in this text this morning as we look at Hebrews 4. First of all, we're going to look at two preludes to prayer. What is the basis for our access to God in prayer? Then we'll look at postures in prayer. Two ways that we might think of the how of prayer. What does it look like? And then finally, some practical steps. So let's begin with these two preludes. How, how is it possible that we, finite, frail, sinful human beings, can come into the presence of God? Well, verse 14 says it this way. It says... We have a high priest who has ascended into the heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. This picture of the priesthood, of course, was familiar to those readers. I mean, you may know, too, how priests function even today. They function as intermediaries, but especially in the Old Testament times. They stood in the gap between God and people. They offered sacrifices for the sins of people. They lit incense as a symbol of the prayers of God people going to him. And so in ancient Israel, it was only the high priest who had access to God personally. And that was only once a year. After he'd done an extensive purification and made sacrifice for his own sins, this priest, one day a year would enter into the Holy of Holies, a space where God's presence was centered. So access to God was designated through this way, behind the curtain. But as the writer to Hebrew tells us, Jesus Christ is now our great high priest. 
We have one who has moved between heaven and earth, who has passed through all the realms that would separate us from God and has made a way for us. After suffering and dying, Jesus took his rightful place back in the throne room of God, in the inner court. And he's not just there for one day before God. He is there continuously interceding for us. So this is one of the preludes, one of the ways we can go to prayer is that we have a high priest who's in the heavens. Jesus Christ, we have a divine mediator when we come to God. But verse 15 also says one other thing that is gives us confidence to come to God, a prelude for our prayer time. And that is that we have a high priest, Jesus Christ, who's able to empathize with our weaknesses. Jesus, fully human, knew what it was to struggle as a person. And he's compassionate to you and I, to our weaknesses, because he experienced them himself. He knows what it is to struggle. He knows what it is to be tempted. Of course, there's one great difference, and it's brought up here in in verse uh, 15. Tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus never gave in to temptation, and so his human mediation for us is even more so because he offered himself of a sacrifice for us, making atonement for our sins. But he is a he's compassionate to us in prayer. When we know that Jesus fully understands what it is to be human, when we know that he <laughs> He understands even our failures. It gives us confidence to come in prayer. He isn't harsh with us. It says he empathizes with our weaknesses. We have in Jesus Christ a high priest who is a human mediator too. So those two preludes to prayer, a divine mediator in Jesus Christ, a human mediator, gives us confidence. It gives us the access to God that we could never have had on our own. So those are some preludes to prayer. What are some postures these, these verses talk about? It's, um, it uses the words, let us. These are kind of directions for us to go into in prayer. Let us do this in verse 14. Let us do something else in verse 16. Let's look at those. What does it mean for us to pray? Well, the first one is this. Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Let us hold firmly to our faith. You know, we hold on to in prayer the only thing we can hold on to, and that is faith in Jesus Christ. Our faith and confession of who Jesus is, who he said he is, as we went through the I Am series just recently. We hold to that as we come to prayer. Hebrews 10 talks about this in the same way. This was the scripture that led us into worship this morning but it's such a good one i want to read it again from hebrews 10 19 through 22 it says this we can boldly enter into heaven's most holy place because of the blood of jesus by his death jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place and since we have a great high priest who rules over god's house Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. 
We come with sincere hearts of faith and we hold on to that. Now maybe you've had times this past year where you felt you couldn't hold on. Where God seemed distant, you couldn't pray. You wondered if God was for you at all. One person described it as holding onto a rope and sliding slowly down, but then at the end finding this knot of faith which they could hold onto just as Jesus Christ held, holds onto them. So let us hold firmly, and you might even grab this in your hand, even in going into prayer. I'm holding on to my faith in Jesus Christ. These aren't simply words, but this is the firm foundation for prayer in any way. It's a necessary privilege to our coming. So I encourage you as a posture of prayer to think what you might hold on to as you go into prayer. I know some people actually hold on to an object. They might have a small cross in their hand or a, or a rock that reminds them of their faith grounded in Christ. I, I know of a woman from Pine Lake who used to do this. When she prayed, she'd grab her Bible and hold it to her heart as a reminder that God's words and God's presence was with her in prayer. For myself, I, I often imagine in prayer times, I, I hold fast to faith by just imagining Jesus sitting across from me on the ottoman or on the chair across the room believing faith is believing what we cannot see is it not and we know jesus is there and so we hold fast to that truth jesus is there for us and our faith gives us the confidence to come to him in prayer and the second posture in prayer is in verse 16 it says let us then approach god's throne of grace with confidence let us approach approach is kind of a passive word but i like to think of it in sense of putting your hands out and walking right in to the presence of the king of kings and lord of lords hands open just as you are Our confidence grows when we recognize we're welcomed like this. Now, we may be tempted to think that prayer starts with us, like we come into the space. But no, prayer begins with God. Prayer begins with God who made a way for us. And because we're invited, we go in with confidence. We are bold to speak. We don't have to have our talking points written out. We don't have it. I have to have it all smooth and pious. We come at any time in any way because we're invited to. There are no longer any barriers between you and God. Do you believe that? Because of Jesus, there's no longer any barrier. So you can come and express yourself to God. You have nothing to hide. And that's, that's a cause for not despair, but hope. Because God knows you. And he welcomes you and I. As the verse says, we come to receive mercy. Oh yeah, we need mercy. And we come to find grace when we're in times of need. Prayer is this gift of approaching God into the very holy of holies. And in many ways, whether you've been a believer for years or a newer believer or just coming to understand who Jesus is, we are all novices in prayer because we're still learning what it is to come into that presence with confidence knowing we are welcomed. 
So two postures of prayer, to hold fast to our faith and to approach God with confidence. So let's get practical. What are some ways you can grow in confident prayer today, tomorrow, this week, no matter your age or how long you've walked with Jesus? The first thing I would just encourage you to do is to keep it simple. Now, that doesn't mean that written prayers and liturgies aren't helpful. They are. But when we come before God in prayer, we're not coming to impress him or to impress others with our prayers. Remember how Jesus spoke to the, to the Pharisee and the, and the sinner and said, the Pharisee who was praying in order to be seen by others? No. God didn't hear that prayer, but God heard the prayer of the sinner who came and said, be merciful. Just a simple prayer that God hears. So our communication with God can be a a child. Think of the way children pray. Just as you talk to a friend, keep it simple. Several years ago, Anne Lamott, a Christian author, wrote a book on prayer, and she called it this, Help, Thanks, Wow. I think it was just her attempt to demystify the language of prayer and to keep our communication with God simple, heartfelt, at the most basic level, to just ask for help, to express gratitude, and to say, wow, in awe and celebration of what God is doing in the world. So keep it simple, my friends. And then I encourage us to come regularly into prayer the more we make god the part of our days the more we sense his presence moment by moment his leading in our lives we will come on a regular basis and most christians throughout the ages have actually set apart a regular time for prayer devotion bible reading whatever you might call it but it's just intentionally being with god in a time of prayer of course you know, it's not like God's going to pay more attention to you at that time than another time of the day. But, but it gives us the intentionality to come regularly to be with God as you might regularly connect with a friend, a spouse, a relative. And so we are encouraged to cry out to God in that time and see prayer as a way to set the course of our life, not just a way to avert trouble. I love this quote from Corey Ten Boom. Corey was a Dutch writer and survivor of Ravensbrück concentration camp, a deep woman of prayer. And she asked it this way, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Are you going to grab on to the gift of prayer with this daily, regular confidence? Or are you going to simply wait until something goes wrong and you need a spare tire and you grab it? God will hear in either case. But when we have a regular time, a rhythm of God in prayer, it steers our course for the day, for the future. And confidence grows because we're hearing from him, we're speaking to him regularly. So come regularly. I would encourage all of us to do that. And then the third thing is to come with others. The way this scripture is written here in Hebrews 4, it says, let us, it's in the plural. Yes, we can come to God. You and I can come to God just personally, and that is welcomed. Jesus 
speaks of that, about going into your prayer closet and praying to God in secret. But yet we are also encouraged to come together, come with others. We grow in confidence when we pray communally. Think of the ways children actually learn the language of prayer as they hear others around them praying. We gain confidence in our prayer when we come together. And we at Pine Lake Covenant Church remember that. And we emphasize it in this year when we said one of our priorities is to pray diligently. So I want to invite you into two specific ones. One is Wednesdays at noon. We meet on Facebook for 12 at 12, about 12 to 15 minutes of prayer led by one of the pastors. You can come on and add your own prayers in the comments, praises. We together come to God in prayer. And we're, I'm launching a new prayer initiative, inviting each of you to be part of this, especially in this year when we're kind of in between uh, looking ahead to a permanent lead pastor This is the time where the work of prayer is so important. So fourth Thursday is what it's going to be called. So on the fourth Thursday of each month, beginning April 22nd, we will meet here at the church at 7 a.m. for about a half hour prayer walk. Where together we will walk the grounds, we will maybe walk inside the building, and we will cry out to God for ourselves, for our church, for our community. We come with others. And I think we go back to that place of holding on to faith. Our faith grows as we pray with others. Because we hear their prayers and we are encouraged as we go forward. A confident prayer life doesn't simply happen by wishing for it. God has invited you and I. He's invited us into that holy place. Close union with him. Approaching him with confidence. And we can respond by just keeping it simple, coming regularly, and coming with others. You know, even with intentional practices, I think prayer remains a mystery. I mean, that we could speak to the God of the universe and be heard, and somehow our prayers impact What's going on around us? Yes, God does think, does it, but in our communion with God in prayer, we are changed. Our world is changed. I think it's because we become more aware of God's presence with us. We're more attentive to His will. We begin to see what God desires and we fall in line with it. E.M. Bounds said it this way God shapes the world by prayer. The more praying there is in the world, the better the world will be, the mightier the forces against evil. So I invite you to join me in developing my, our prayer muscles. Let's pray diligently, remembering that we can come with confidence because Jesus says, you're welcome into this space. Prayer can become this place of delight that we look forward to. Just being with God, hearing his voice, and knowing that we can rest in his holiness. I invite you to pray with me. Lord God, we keep it simple and we say thank you. Thank you for the privilege of just coming into your presence and knowing we're heard. Knowing that you see us as we are and love us 
in mercy and grace. We hold fast to our faith and we come in the confidence that we're welcomed. So remind us, Lord. Help us. We want to be better prayers. Help us to do so. They're the direction and leading of your spirit. And we give you thanks in advance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Go as a praying people, knowing that God meets you, knowing that God loves you. Go in the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen.